0: Okay. Let's <clears> set <throat> a clock on this. Maybe do 20 minutes or so. Check, check, baby, check. One, two, check. See, I'm throwing it on. This is called professionalism. You, you don't. So I, I was actually doing some research yeah. so I could have some dates for us to do this. Oh, you've got dates. See, I, I can never remember dates. No, I had to look it up. Oh, yeah, jeez. Okay. That's good. All mm-hmm. right. So uh, we are. We are Welcome to the best bonus show. Since we're doing that, apparently, um, we are, hashtag best bonus show. Jared's idea for this week's bonus show, and we didn't deliver. You one? Has it been two weeks, three weeks? How long has it been? Something, something like that. It's Jeez, been a while. To, whenever before you went to Miami, by the way, yes, did how do you go on vacations? Like no pictures. I have pictures.
1: I am not a picture sharer, Jared. I'm not that guy. I don't go. If you go to Jason Davis's Instagram right now, there's a ton of in-studio selfies. So don't tell me you don't take
0: pictures. I'll throw some stuff. I'll do a later gram or something. I'll throw some. I just don't think about it in that. I'm terrible about this. I'm terrible about pictures in general, although I think I'm sort of maybe my brain is rebelling against the fact that everybody takes pictures all the time. But I'm not I, I don't I don't like to just pull out my phone, click, 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 I am not I do have a bunch of pictures from Miami. They're very cool pictures, but I don't have a lot. I don't know. I don't know. It's just my other thing. Like I go on vacation, you'll never know I went there because I don't have records of it, I guess. By the way, did you miss the hurricane down there? Yeah, we it was funny. We left DC as it was making its way sort of past Miami and up the coast. So as we were leaving D.C. got slammed by, like, the rain from the, from the hurricane, which had moved up and affected all the weather on the East Coast. Meanwhile, Miami was beautiful. We got on the boat. Now, the boat did, we, when we took the cruise, the cruise did have to skip one of the scheduled stops because the water was too choppy. But that was it. It didn't rain. It, wasn't, mm. it was not It was. still sunny. We still right had a on. great time. I still got to see Nassau in the, in the nice heat. So that was cool. Nassau? Nassau, Bahamas. Oh okay.
1: Yeah, it's a town. It's a place. Look it up. I'll, I'll trust you on that. Yeah, look it up. It's great. Okay. <laughs> All right. So origin stories. So for people that don't know, like you, there's most superheroes now do origin story movies, origin story comic books. You know, they kind of tell you where guys came from. Not to say that we're superheroes anyway. But by the way, what would your superpower be? What would my
0: superpower be? Uh man. If I got to pick one thing, I mean, flight is is really hard to pass up. But I think. I think I'd go with, I think I'd go with, like, the,
1: like, super speed, like the Flash.
0: I think that, I think that's, that's almost impossible I, I, to beat.
1: I think I would like to have Wolverine's healing factor.
0: Okay, all right, healing factor, that's fine. I, I'm,
1: I'm a big fan of immortality.
0: Okay, but I, I'm a, I'm the Flash. I can never be, I can never be caught, so,
1: I mean, maybe I could live forever. So you just basically some... want your power to have a life of crime. No,
0: I'm not gonna steal stuff. You said, never, what else are you never gonna get caught on? No, I meant, like, like, if I'm the hero... The, the In real life, if I have the flash's speed, I'm literally never getting injured by anybody. They're never going to be able to catch me. I can literally move like the bullets coming towards me. My super speed allows me to slow down You know, my perception of time
1: and get out of the way. I'm good. I'm golden. I'm straight. Okay. So in terms of soccer, okay, so you're a guy played it when you were younger, probably stopped, it, I think, when you're what, 12 or I so? I stopped when I was about 12, yeah. Okay, so what was that moment where, you, first of all, how did you get back into covering it? Okay, and what was the things like? One day you're like, "I'm going to do this," and this is the vehicle I'm going to use. Okay, for. So
0: you want me to go to where to all start? Right. All right. Uh, all right. So I did. Yeah. So I stopped playing at 12. I don't think of. I think I've told that story. I was like a pretty typical American kid who played from a very young age. And at 12, I, I mean, I was a military brat, I was an Air Force brat. So we moved, and I ended up in a place. That had just a terrible, I mean, I, it, maybe it's my mom's fault for signing me up for the wrong soccer. I don't know. But it was just terrible. It was not, the level of coaching wasn't good enough. The players were good. I didn't have fun. I, I It wasn't up to my stand. I know that sounds hoity-toity nonsense for a 12-year-old to think. But essentially, I decided I didn't want to play with those kids in that setup anymore it wasn't to my stand. So I, all right so
1: some point in your late 20s early 30s though obviously yeah. you fancied yourself a bit of a writer somehow right how that Well I okay going? so uh,
0: in my mid early to mid 20s um you know I'm a gigantic sports fan in general and I'd never been anti soccer. I'd never been I had never actively hated on soccer the way that a lot of American sports fans tip- typically do in their 20s. I think that's like a rite of passage for a lot of people. My brother certainly went through that phase. Soccer sucks. Soccer, if if, if God didn't want us to use our hands, he would have, you know, whatever. That kind of nonsense. Uh, um, so I was already open to it. I just didn't know anything. I didn't really have a grasp of what was happening in the moment. I had played FIFA as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I, knew that, I knew teams. You know, I was aware of the Premier League and Syria and that stuff. I just didn't partake in it on a day-to-day or a week-to-week basis. One day I'm flipping through the channels and, Fox Soccer Channel. Oh, well, this is kind of cool, and they had mm-hmm. the Premier League back then, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily the the game that grabbed me because at that point I was pretty you know I was pretty raw in terms of my understanding of soccer, but what grabbed me was the crowd and the and the fans and the chanting and the singing. Like that's just a draw. I mean, I, I've made a lot of uh, references over the co- course of the last five or six seven years that part of it what MLS needs to sell its product is. Better atmospheres, and we're getting there. Like, that's a major part of all of this, and that's going to help TV. It grabbed me. And then, you know, because I'm, because I'm, I don't know, because I tend to be American focused while I was watching the Premier League and enjoying that, I wanted to know what was going on here, and I wanted to know
1: where American soccer was, and I wanted to know where MLS was, and I wanted to know. You know, I wanted to. It so is fair to say that when you're, you're one of those people that when you gravitate to something, you really start like devouring it.
0: Yeah, I think so. For the most, but part. I think the
1: uh, as a as a voracious reader, you're probably similar to that. Like where you read one book of a series, and it's like if it really gets you, you just devour that series. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I had
0: a, a couple of times where that didn't work out, but for the most part, if I really, I really do, I go all in. And I think you know, I, I it was a couple of years where kind of incubating, and then around 2007. I I think that's when I sort of decided okay MLS is really deserving of my interest at this point. And that was okay. that was obviously Beckham's arrival. So it made yeah. it, it kind of came together with this explosion of coverage from ESPN and other outlets, and the Beckham arrival because of the Beckham's arrival. And I remember watching the game at the Meadowlands with the uh, uh, 75,000 or whatever it was. What was that game like? Five four? Some insane? Yeah, six, five four. four, or four like where,
1: uh, yeah, New York won that game.
0: Yeah, Josie scored. Pablo won. Pablo Angel scored. Beckham did his thing. It Was on
1: on terrible turf. Like Carlo Costley scored. Maybe. Yeah. No Pavone. Carlos Pavone. Carlos, Carlos Pavone. Pavone yeah. And
0: and I think at that moment I was like, okay whatever the problems with this thing are what despite the fact they're playing on terrible astroturf i think there may have even been football lines on that game i'm still in I, this this is capturing me i am I'm, I'm ready to go on american soccer and mls and i had I, you know i had i had, i remember getting up and watching 2002 world cup games middle of the night when i was like 22 years old like i remember being invested a little bit and then receding to the background again i remember uh, watching the 2006 world cup um I remember, you know, I remember caring immensely about the U.S. national team, but not necessarily having a grasp on, on the program or the future or anything else. And then so, you know, the, the MLS thing happened. I, I decided to, to go all in. I, as you said, I'm a writer and um, I started listening to a bunch of podcasts. I wanted, I was frustrated because I couldn't, I didn't have an outlet, right? It was write emails, call up people on their podcasts or their radio. There wasn't a radio show then, I don't think. So it was. You had a podcast you were listening to at that time? Yeah, there were podcasts back then. The the yeah. Champions Soccer Radio Network, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. That thing was happening back then. Uh, so I was listening to that. Some of the stuff that was coming out of MLS Talk back in the day.
1: And um, so uh, it's, it was the first place you ever wrote for yourself.
0: Yeah, I started. Uh, I decided that I needed an outlet of my own. This is like the height. I mean, 2007, 2008 is like the height of everybody. Oh, that, was,
1: that was the blog. Era. Everybody's
0: got a blog. Everybody had a, had a friggin' blog. And. I decided to start a blog, December 2000, December 20th, something like that, 2008. 2000, no, to December 12th or something, 2008, when I started my blog. Named? Uh, Match Fit USA. The worst possible, I don't know why I thought that was clever or interesting. I don't think it's bad. I, I, yeah, but I, what happened was, um, so many people would tell me, this sounds like it's some sort of, uh, fitness regime for soccer players. <laughs>
1: I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah. I guess I see how you do it. So at that, so you right there for a number of years. How many writers did you have working for you there?
0: Oh my god. Uh, well, for a while it was just me. I started my, I started the pod, like I started my own podcast tied to that blog called like the Match Fit USA Podcast in like February of two thousand nine. So pretty quick. It was just me. And it was just you by yourself. Yeah, just me with a PC mic. Tried to make my own homemade pop filter. With like, I don't even know, like you know, doing the the pantyhose over a coat hanger, yeah, that kind of thing. And I was I was terrible. I mean, those things. By the way, talk about a, an internet scavenger hunt for anybody. but for anybody who hates me or anybody who just wants to laugh at my expense, those things exist on the internet right now. The original Match Fit USA podcast. You know
1: which ones I hope oh, hope oh, I hope still exist. Remember for a while where you were podcasting from your car that was later on that was an evolution yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that was later on but you were remember yeah. you remember you you had what an hour drive to work every day or something yeah i
0: had like an hour drive to work and i would podcast i don't think i did a full hour i think i did half an. Hour. i don't remember
1: I, did, I enjoyed those for certain seconds it was just you like kind of rambling and every yeah, once you, in a while you hear a car honk or something you
0: know you know what was fascinating was how much Not i wasn't look i did my job i did what i needed to do but man I was I was doing all of my stuff from my d- my day job I was blogging I was podcasting I was uploading my podcast yeah I
1: always wondered what you did because like you were on Twitter all day long you were posting in the middle of the day you know it's like you had one of those jobs where let's just say it wasn't taxing my brain power
0: Jared let's just say that not just that but obviously you had a f- no firewall um th- there were certain things, but you know eh, th- th- there's ways around it and Twitter wasn't blocked. Twitter, Twitter definitely wasn't block. Like, like maybe this is the way my terrible it was a terrible company they would block Twitter.com but if you had a, a client like, like TweetDeck, oh, TweetDeck
1: it would work interesting I yeah I don't know anyway so, right, so yeah. you're doing you're doing the, the a Match Fit USA uh, podcast and you're, you're writing there at some point you make the jump somehow to CSRN and start doing American Soccer show with with Zach <sighs> right was that the first was that the next step from there, or was there a step in between?
0: No, it was the Match USA podcast. Uh, I did it on my own. March, Mark Fishkin was my first ever guest host. By the way,
1: talk about going way back. Uh, um, Match Fit USA.
0: Yeah, Mark Fishkin nice. was the first ever guy who like sat in was a guest. I guess he was just a guest, and we had a. By chat. the way,
1: one day when people write like the the tome of this period of, of, of soccer in the U.S., I hope Mark Fishkin gets a gets a. Oh yeah, patience.
0: well he's all over that book that uh, Sean what's his name? Damn it. You know what I'm talking about the, yeah yeah the one you yeah. and I are reading yes, as well
1: yeah he's all over that book
0: for, rightfully so. my um, Mark Fishkin, a seminal figure uh, among pod. I mean, he's never done it professionally, but he's always been there doing his thing. Um, so Mark Fishkin was the first one. Uh, then yeah, somehow eventually I connected with uh the guys down in Texas who were doing Scott Bornstein and Zach who were doing Winning Ugly and uh, Zach around got, the around the league. Yeah, and Zach and I—well, they—I think they had kind of put that on hiatus by then, or maybe they brought it back. It was all over the place. I mean, it was—it was amateur podcasting. You did it when you could, when you had time. It wasn't—you know—it wasn't really not too different than what I do now. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Zach and I had some... not all of us can be for professionals, Jason. Yeah. Zach and I had some chemistry, so I decided to ask him to be a full-time guest host or a full-time co-host on, on the Match Fit USA podcast, and then from there came—you know—it it got attached to CSRN. Which I thought was a big deal at the time. At the time, I mean, in retrospect, it was, it wasn't much. But it was really the only thing that was. Though. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on back then. Um, no one else was being ambitious enough
1: to try to do a podcast yeah. network. And, or something. I
0: don't there. remember. This is all two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I don't remember exactly when Zach burned out, but at some point Zach burned out, didn't want to do it anymore, uh, and said, uh, you know fine you know i'm sure there's somebody out there you could guest host with i think i'm not sure who suggested you but you were writing hating from hollywood at that point
1: yeah i think well i guess we can transition to me a little bit at that point because that's where we kind of come together but um for me i think we've talked plenty about like my past with soccer i played all my life uh all through high school and then um uh World Cup 94 was a big turning point for me. I was going between my junior and senior year, went to the Rose Bowl, saw the USA-Columbia game. Um, that was a big, big thing for me. Um, and from there, started wanting more. Like that was the point. Like where you talk about 2007 and maybe in 2002 to a certain extent, 94 was that point for me where I, I wanted more. And I knew that there was a league that was going to be starting. I learned about that through the World Cup. And I kind of knew about some, the, the, some stuff going on in the periphery of US soccer. I, I mean, I could name a lot of the players that were on the 94 team. I was paying attention leading up to that. <coughs> and in the, where I came from, um, Clay Coyman was from two blocks away from where I live. Um, there was, I, I always knew that there was these guys, and there was this thing going on and I think in Southern California, you tend to be a little bit closer to that than a lot of other parts of the of the world, especially in in ninety three ninety four Not many people know about it, especially at seventeen sixteen like I was right. but because there was people in my neighborhood we were playing for the national team, I mean that was kind of a big deal, and there was a lot more attention around it here so Coming out of the World Cup, I really got into more wanting to see what was going on. And um, MLS was starting up. LA Galaxy was in my backyard. Went to the very first uh, LA Galaxy game at the Rose Bowl with my dad. And from there, just became an LA Galaxy fan. And I was a big soccer lurker for years. I mean, I must have signed up for big soccer... God, I guess if I go look at my account, I haven't been on there in years. But if I go look at it, it'll tell me what my date was if, if my account still exists. But it has to be somewhere around ninety six, ninety seven, wow, maybe ninety eight. That's super early. Yeah, I, where I was on Big Soccer. You no, know, I you know Big Soccer may not exist then. It might have still been that um, that user yeah. email group. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't on that. But I, not too far after Big Soccer started, I started up. And, I, I, and you know what? Maybe I made, remade my account more than once, so I'm not sure if my original account is still on there or not. But um, Big Soccer Lurker for years, years. I mean, I was always a big fan of the Yanks Abroad uh, thre- uh, thread there, following the um, the John O'Briens at Ajax, at, at I- at following the Jonathan Spector's at Manchester United, the Jovan um, y- uh, Karofskys at Manchester United. I mean, I'm really big about kind of just following that kind of stuff, seeing how Americans were doing overseas. And just like you, it was just the American side of it is what got me interested in it. Like, I watched Manchester United religiously in the 90s because it's what was available, and I was a Manchester United fan. I wouldn't say, like, huge supporter. I'm not Man you till I die, but that's what was on. That's what I kind of fell in love with. The Gigs, Beckhams, um, Skulls, uh, they were only within one or two years of my age, So it was really cool for me to watch that generation of players coming up. And then I would say, like I said, I lurked on big soccer for a number of years, went to Galaxy Games, and around 2000, God, maybe 2006, 2007, let's see, I met my wife in 2006, it was probably around 2006, 2007, I was on big soccer on the Galaxy forums, and this dude put up a thing saying that, hey, I'm looking for someone to write about the LA Galaxy and um i didn't really know if i could write i knew that i thought some of the things that i thought and said were funny i made my friends laugh and i was blogging my own personal blog um i think at that time I, i'm not sure if i was doing going gorilla yet at that point but i think i was definitely blogging on my myspace page back then and um and then <laughs> I, I eventually moved that to my own site which is going gorilla where i just did my own writing about whatever i wanted right. you know and most of it was usually my version of comedy and sometimes it was just whatever my take was on things like everyone had a blog back then some people was live journal whatever like you said it was the era of the blog i didn't know much but i knew that i wanted to be doing it it gave me a voice to say something i wanted to say and i think when you and i talked we both said the same thing we thought we had something to say Sure. sure you know and it wasn't always sure what that was but I knew that I had something I wanted to say, and I had no idea if there was anyone who wanted to hear what I had to say. But there was only one one way to find out, right? And if if one dude left a comment, I was stoked for a week. Yeah, right. You know? Of course. Yeah, that was the and that was... checking my checking my page views. Like you wouldn't believe seeing where people were from. Oh, like god. oh my god, someone in Iceland. You know, my page days, today? man. Those days. It was probably a spider. Uh,
0: it was so. It was. It, you know, I, I laugh at myself then. Uh, you know, I, I laugh at it now. But of course, that was important, and and you wanted to know that you were getting. Some sort of recognition. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're yelling into the nothing, and nobody. You know, if nobody's listening to you, what's the point? So, yeah, absolutely. And, and you did, you
1: did going You did hating for from Hollywood for for Trevor at uh, well that guy at Big Soccer who said he was looking for someone to write about the galaxy was Trevor Hayward, ah. and he was starting a site called American Soccer Reader, and he was looking for some people to write. And back then, there was just about maybe three or four of us, one of which was Richard Farley. Who now uh, has worked for Fox Soccer, NBC Sports, um, Fusion. I yeah. believe now he's with World Soccer Talk. Yeah. So um, try, uh, Richard was writing for them, and I'm trying to remember who else was writing for him back then. There's a couple guys that are still around that were writing for him back then. Uh, but I told Trevor, I said, "Listen, I can't write. If you're working for a journalist, you, I'm not your guy. Right. But if you want someone to just blog, like if you want someone that's going to write blog style, I can do that for you." So we kind of he said, yeah, you know, he was interested in just seeing what that meant. And so he I got to start writing. I wrote one galaxy piece a week. And from there, I mean, I wrote my style, but from listening to me on the show, if you guys listen to the show, you kind of know what my style is, and eventually Trevor kind of said like, "Hey, what do you think about um just having a general soccer column?" And not necessarily galaxy related, just American soccer or whatever you want to write about. And um I said, cool. You know, I committed to it. And uh, that's where we started making a weekly column called Hating from Hollywood. And that's where it was just kind of like my take. Yeah. Um at the same time, he had a podcast on that network, and it was called Inside the Six. And that mm-hmm. was hosted by Richard Farley. Yeah. And actually, yeah. um I would make guest spots on that. So it was more like you know, he would have me on just to kind of talk about MLS kind of stuff, because he did a lot of world soccer things at the time. Yeah. And um, so I started appearing on that and I was like, Oh wow. This is so much you, you, easier than writing. You know
0: what I want to impress upon people, uh, especially the, some of the younger people who maybe uh, come either come to soccer or later or in their early 20s or whatever, just didn't live through that time, weren't paying it. It was the wild friggin' West when it came oh, to sure. soccer coverage. Now now you've got Fox doing big things and NBC's got a big contract and they're covering it And out the wazoo and Goal and ESPN FC are, are your places where you go most of the time back in like the, the mid uh you know the the late part of the first decade of the, 20th, the 21st century and even into like 2010 11 12 it was literally you could start a site and as long as it was decently designed and you had some good content you would get attention not not millions of hits not like that but no. you would you could make a dent and
1: you could No make a lot a of name. the guys
0: writing out there right now were bloggers. Oh god there was there's like a class. I mean it's sort of a running in joke with some people. I mean my editor one of my editors at ESPN FC <clears throat> is James Tyler. James Tyler comes from Unprofessional Foul. Uh, before yeah. before that, I think he and a bunch of guys were like Deadspin commenta- uh, commenters didn't, or something. Didn't like Chris
1: that. Didn't Chris Thomas, who's now the at LA Galaxy, didn't he have one? Wasn't Soccer Fun Biz or something like that? Uh, I or? don't. I
0: don't really. I don't. I did, I don't remember him being part of this. I mean, it wasn't a click. It was just we were all sort of swimming in the same waters. Richard Whittle. Well, who, there was soccer by Ives. Ives was the. big Oh yeah, he was. But yeah, he was. He had raised himself up. A, I remember when he made that transition from from the paper to his own thing and went independent. It was really a big weird deal at the time. Um, th- there was Ives, but he was Nord. He was a professional journalist. Bruce is the originator. I mean, he was doing yeah. stuff from 2005 before anybody was really paying attention. But there's, there's a bunch of – I mean, I could rattle off a bunch of names. That's not the point. I don't want to make this some sort of circle jerk. The, the, the point is that it really was um, – there was such a vacuum for coverage and for content and for thought-provoking stuff that you could literally start your blog. I mean, I had – I started my blog in, in December 2008, and I think I got nominated for like a U.S. Soccer Best Blog Award in 2009. And I'm not saying I was great,
1: and they don't even do that stuff anymore because there's not. It, it's a very different environment. But that's sort yeah. of where we were back then. Yeah, SB Nation kind of killed the soccer blog, and I honestly listen for good reason. But a lot of those guys end up going over that true. direction, yep. you know. And, Blarg, th- and those yeah. those custom blogs kind of absorbed into SB Nation. And that's listen, it was true. a good thing for a lot of these guys. Finally, were able to have some security, and a lot of these guys were able to have some like a, a network around them. Um, but to go back to the, like, the podcasting part of, of, of my story, after doing a couple, I would do some shows with Richard Farley and that would go pretty well. He ended up going off and doing his own thing. He ended up doing Fox Sports somewhere around right there. And um, I started doing some stuff for CSRN too. So yeah. um, I they had hit me up to be their LA Galaxy correspondent on um, Around the League. Yep. So I started doing hits on that. And then like you said, Scott was doing that show um, Winning Ugly which was a comedy based panel show and which is very good for what I like to do, you know so they started letting me get some chances on there and um, I listen the, uh, when it came to that show, you, it was very obvious the people that were working for it like working to do something and the people that were just kind of just showing up you know and like yeah. there's there's people like myself, Jin, uh, Zach um, Fishkin, uh, Jonas, Hank there's certain people that show up and actually wrote. They yeah. wrote for the show. Yeah. They would come with content ready. And that's the way I approached it, you know. And because of that, there was definitely a top tier of people that were, were good on the show. And there was a lot of people that honestly weren't. Not that they weren't trying to have fun or anything like that, but there was a different level. And I enjoyed going on the show. I really, really did. And at some point, um, like you said, I think Zach probably kind of said to me, hey, what do you think about maybe. First, I, was, I, I filled in for Zach a few times. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I on American Soccer Show. It was probably in. Uh, we did our first show together on the American Soccer Show in 2011, to February 27, 2011. Okay. That was our official, yeah. first official show with as me and you. But I think in January of that year, I hosted guest wise for like two spots or something like that. Okay. And I knew I knew it was kind of like a test. I knew Zach was thinking about phasing himself out, and so I knew we were, we were kind of testing to see how things would would roll. And I was very intimidated because you guys already had a thing going on. Yeah. You know, and like, I didn't know, first of all, how I was going to fill in and be for an hour. You know, I didn't know how our chemistry would be. Did we do a test show ever just you and I like without anything or did we go right into doing it? I don't, I honestly don't remember. I want to, I, I tend to think that we just went right into it because the stakes weren't that high. I mean, it wasn't like I, we already knew each other anyway. It's not like we didn't know each yeah. other. I think we'd even been on maybe being ugly or, or winning uh, yeah, yeah being we, ugly, we winning. Sh- we'd
0: sh- we been on some, but I mean, e- okay, obviously back then this was all remote. I mean, we were all through the internet. We didn't, I didn't, I did not met you. We weren't
1: and we know, no, didn't, no. We didn't really... we, I, I knew you were the same way. I know a dude that follows me in michigan yeah I, wait, I, wait, wait. right exactly we didn't have a we
0: didn't have a pre-existing relationship before you were sort of suggested i mean i knew who you were and I, uh-huh. and I and i thought you were funny and i i mean i don't i don't remember at the time how i felt about I, 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 re-
1: I remember liking the idea of you a person with actually a little bit of journal cred at that time and then first of all and i've said this all, a number of times and you know i feel this way how you're able to direct traffic because i need that aspect to me You know, like I have no uh, desire or ability to direct traffic the way you do, where you get into segments, get out of segments, get from topic to topic, uh, get us out to breaks when we used to do breaks stuff like that. I had no ability and no desire to do any of that stuff because I just—it's not my personality. I can't do it. Yeah. So I—that was a huge comforting thing for me to have you as the security blanket, basically like the glue. I would say like you're the peanut butter and I'm the jelly. You hold this whole freaking thing together. And I just make it taste good every once in a while? <laughs> no, I mean, look, we have different roles. I mean, obviously, we settled yeah. into that.
0: I don't want to get into that. This is the origin story. We're about to hit 30 minutes, so I think we should get to the point here. I mean, that's a lot of, a lot of good background. I'm not trying to diminish everything else. But let, just suffice it to say, you, fa- you were phased in as Zach Woosley was phased out. Then, yeah. some, uh, you know, I think summer of 2011... That's yeah, when when Trevor. August. That's when Trevor, who you already knew, and I had uh, I had
1: I don't know if I had a pre existing relationship with him or, or really knew him. There we had had some. I, I don't run-ings. think you guys had much at all. I remember yeah. bringing you kind of the table because Trevor had approached me and said, "What do you think about doing something that you that basically he liked what we did as a show." And I think you and I both felt a little bit stagnant. and We wanted to do a little bit more than what we were doing. Yeah, we, we were. And, we, we And Trevor I think, had some pretty big ideas yeah, for what he wanted well, to do. Okay. I mean, should we pull the curtain all
0: the way back or should we just? No. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the, the bottom line was we weren't making anything
1: from the show and Trevor offered to pay us. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah, that's that uh-huh. that's a big part of it. But not just that. Like we also said we we're going to do something. No, that hadn't of course. Been. He, you got to think, this was, a, like you said, this was the old west back then. But no one was doing, what we do now, a lot of places do. You know, listen, there's big networks that now have a lot of the functions of what we do on their networks or on their websites. But back then for soccer, there was no one that was live. Right. Oh, listen, there was no one that was all these things. Yes. Let me put these things together. There was no one that was live. That was all part of it. Yep. Taking calls. Yep. Video. Yep. You know, no one was doing all of these concepts in one show. Yeah, we. So when right. we were cocky about saying best soccer show, trust me, it was completely tongue in cheek. But we also felt it encompassed the fact that no one else was doing all these right, things.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, we we thought there was definitely a niche to be filled, and we weren't seeing anybody do it. And we thought we were positioned to do it. And and, and Trevor had the. You know he had the 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 ideas the, and the The technical know how and the technical know how and that, I mean we, we threw stuff together. I mean again go back and look at that first ever show, and we threw those things together. We had no idea what we were doing. It, it, it's been a, an evolution. I think we established that the chemistry was pretty good right off the bat. I don't. Yeah. You know what I would love to do, and I, I, we're running uh-huh. out of time again. the The origin. I mean the origin of the of the drop. I mean, do you even?
1: Jay Rodius. I don't think we brought that over with us, did we? I don't know where it. Did we bring started. anything over with us from the old show? No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't remember the old. I show. I think you were pretty. You were pretty adamant about starting fresh. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I don't know that. And we did the, do a few episodes. Remember, we did a, that free on the Bosman show while we were in between we did, the two we shows. We did do
0: that. Yeah, that's right. We did free on the, Bo- free on the Bosman. What a, a pretentious ass name that was.
1: That that by the way that was mine. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that most of the but, stupid but, names uh, are so, like
0: the drop. I guess I can quickly. Maybe well, this will be a good place to end, and, and we can always continue this. The drop. The the J Rodius drop. Originally, the J Rodius drop. I created that because you would occasionally step in. I think we were still feeling feeling out the rhythm, or you would just do it to.
1: Like I said, you were supposed to be the guy directed traffic, but every once in a while, I would feel the need to do it just to contribute. And when I would try to do a segue, yeah. It was completely obvious. It
0: was so obvious. You were it was fine though. I always thought it was funny. And I think it, it always started with speaking of. Yeah, and we, <laughs> we we always like I I basically we basically brought it meta. Is basically what we did. We took you trying to be Segway guy into this meta space where I was like calling you out for being for doing Segway guy, and then I, I started calling you the Segway machine, and I created the drop as a reference to you making a Segway.
1: So every time I would do a terrible Segway, you would play the drop.
0: Yeah, but I it it, it was um it was it was that and it was also I was messing around with audio at the time sort of fascinated with trying to do stuff, create my own stuff like that uh, that's my voice by the way i don't know if people realize that Jay Rodius. yeah through through like a max headroom filter yeah, exactly. I, I had through a filter. I was messing around. Then it eventually evolved pretty quickly into any time Jared said something mildly
1: inappropriate or had a sexual innuendo, or <laughs> oh, I think it became that Jason wants to separate himself from what was just said. Drop. Oh no, yeah, it was definitely
0: calling you out for <laughs> J. for Jared's stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> which I, which, but but at the same time, it creates the you know not again not to get too inside and, and pull back the curtain too much, but it creates. That engaging element about, the I mean, it's the, it's the thing that makes the show unique. I mean, without that, without that stuff, without our dynamic, we're just two guys talking about soccer. And, and that's fine, but uh, trust me, there are a lot of people who are way more successful than we are, who are even more inside, have made a craft out of that. I can certainly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and I hope for people that maybe just started listening to the show or never listened to the old shows, they learn something about who we are and what we went through to do this. And listen, I I was blogging at a time where I got laid off. You know, right. in two thousand yeah. nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I was unemployed. I, took, I said yes to everything. I, I, and For people out there that wanted to know how to get into this kind of stuff, say yes to everything. When I didn't have a job, I said yes to everyone that wanted me to appear on their show. I said yes to everyone that said, hey, do you want to co-host something? And I said yes to everyone that said, hey, do you want to write something? It's just say yes to those things. And I think that is probably reiterates a lot of what got you into doing what you're doing. And you're doing it at a completely different level than mm-hmm. I ever did. Yeah. Now, I always wonder what would have happened if our unemployment periods had overlapped. Yeah, who knows? You know, because one of the things people may not know about your role with soccer morning is that came from you getting laid off.
0: Yeah, I got laid off in April of 2013. And uh, Trevor said, hey, let's try a daily show. I said, well, I got nothing else to do, but I'll keep looking for a job. And then here we are. Here we are.
1: So. Yeah, and it, was, it just like and you probably got where you are by saying yes to a lot of things too. Yeah, you know? like you, Trevor says that you said yes. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got Trevor says, them. "Hey, you, do you want to yep. try to make a run Of this and see if we can do it for a living?" You say yes, and that's a scary thing to say yes oh, to. Very scary, very scary. And uh,
0: man, my life's changed a lot. But uh, look, I, I'm I'm happy where I am. I know you have got lots of great stuff. I we're obviously the best soccer show thing. A lot of it was built on. Our game, our U.S. Men's National Team game coverage, and we've gotten away from that for a lot of reasons. Not because we don't want to do it; just been tougher to make that commitment. Yeah. Um, and and for people who don't know about that, then you know, uh, I'm sorry you missed it. Maybe one day we'll get back to it. I think that we again we're trying to do something that wasn't that nobody else was doing. Nobody was filling that gap at all. Yeah, anywhere. there was no
1: place to go find. Like you can drive home after a Dodger game and listen to the post game in your car. We wanted to do something that was that that people couldn't do. So if you were leaving a U.S. men's national team game, guess what? You could turn on a streaming app and yep. listen to Jason and I talk for half an hour to an hour after the game on your drive home. Call in if you wanted and participate in a conversation about the game you just you just watched. So it yep. was something we were definitely trying to do in the in the version of what's the one the BBC one that they have the five live or whatever I can't remember what is that like it is.
0: That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BBC Five live. Uh, that's yeah, that's a world. They they do the world football. Fo- there, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, it's just in the in the theme of American soccer or American sports talk radio. I mean, every every station, every every NFL city in the country's got a a, a live call in show after the game. And you invent. And listen, you know, we came
1: up short in a lot of different plays, ways. And listen, we never found a way to turn it into something yeah, big. Yeah. Nobody. You know?
0: But nope. someone's going to. Sure. And, and look, we'll, we'll we'll keep doing our thing. In the homes. I still believe, and, I, and I've said this to you a lot, and I've said it to, to Trevor a lot, and I'll say it to everybody who listens to the bonus show. I still believe in the potential of this program. I still believe in the potential of the best soccer show. And I've said a thousand times I would trade everything that's happened with Soccer Morning for an opportunity to make Best Soccer Show a, a big thing and take it, take this whatever level we can get, a, a level that allows us to do it full time. Because I think this, I don't know. First of all, I I have fun with this show. I love this show. I, I love this show. This is probably why I'm, I mean, it's definitely why I'm doing Soccer Morning. It's why I'm still in soccer. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's why I'm a, pod, it's why I'm a podcast slash radio guy at this point at all, because this show helped me get my feet, get my legs, reach a point where I felt comfortable on the air, have a, the ability to interact with somebody smart and funny and, and make something entertaining. And I hope it's entertaining. I right. hope so. I right, see. Let's wrap it up. I got to run. It's, 10, it's 1041 over here, dude. I love you, man. Uh, oh, it's okay. So In a uh, uh, virtual hug. How do we how do? we, do, how, yeah, how do we Here, here. This is me. Uh, oh, that's that. That doesn't sound appropriate. Uh, okay. I was okay. just bumping it against my chest. Damn, but. dog. That's inappropriate. All right. We're out. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.